Welcome to another episode of the Origins of Home podcast. After quite the break, we are back. What happened during this break? Well, um, I had to devote more time to, to family stuff, to house maintenance and um, taking care of family members. I had to undergo surgery and everything is fine. It was routine. It meant this this sudden shift due to the surgery. It meant that I... Um, that we had to rearrange some things in the house for the time being. And it meant I had to, to take some time off personal projects and hobbies and devote that to taking care of the house and stuff like that. So that's why I haven't been doing it. At least that's part of why I haven't been doing it. The The second part, the second half, is that, um, well, it's the title of this episode. Um, as you've seen, this episode is entitled "Just Do It," and it's very aptly it's very aptly titled, if I do say so myself. It's like I planned it, um, but not really, but kind of. You you'll see what I mean as we get on, but yeah. Without further ado, let's just do it, and I'll explain the other half of my absence for the past month or so after the intro. Welcome to the Origins of Home podcast. I am Mariana Venceslao and I am your host. In the Origins of Home, we are contemplating home, family and life. Join the journey to become a better steward of the skills, resources and relationships we have. Right, let's get into the reason, the second part of the reason why I haven't been doing this consistently. You see, as a perfectionist, as someone that really cares about the quality, both technical and of the content, as someone that really prizes that on a philosophical level, I was struggling because it just wasn't good enough, you know? Nothing that I was doing seemed to be good enough. Like, I had this vision for the podcast. I had this vision for how I was going to script every episode and how I was going to produce every episode. But the reality was much, um, much different than the vision that I had. And one of the reasons is that I record this using very basic um, equipment. I'm not uh, uh, an audio engineer and all those things they kind of compound you know and the quality is not to the standard that I wanted it to be and so that kept me from pursuing it it was ju just that small little voice that grew and grew day by day and week by week saying huh maybe you should wait until this aspect of the process of the project is to is up to the standard that you have in your in your mind and then you can start but as with many things in my life um this other voice kept persistently saying no no just do it you know you're never going to improve if you don't take the first step and on top of it being an internal voice i feel like it's always been a, 
a voice from above. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like it's something that God keeps telling me to be like, hey, just do it. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to speak. I'm not asking you to be the absolute best, the absolute best podcaster out there. I'm not asking you to be the absolute best writer out there. I'm not asking you to be the absolute best researcher out there. I'm asking you to do it. Do your part. Just show up, do your best, and you'll improve as you go along. This is this is what I want you to do. But we are, um, at least I am, very, very stubborn. And so sometimes I tend to go back on, on that kind of um, promise, you could call it, uh, or purpose. And I'll keep doubting it again. So it's a cycle. But um, this topic that we're going to talk about today, which is discipline, I think helps a lot with uh, overcoming these these mental setbacks. So I decided to listen to the voice, not the negative voice telling me to wait until everything's perfect, but the other voice um, and the other feeling that I have that I should just do it. I took a a page out of Nike's marketing uh, team and titled the episode, Just Do It. Here we are. Okay, discipline. Why did I want to talk about discipline? Well, discipline is often associated with uh, rigorous structures. We always tend to think of it in in like military settings or army settings, stuff like that. In in structures and relationships and, and places where there is a rigorous structure and rigorous hierarchy. But discipline doesn't stop there. Discipline permeates many other areas, many other structures, many other relationships in life because if we have the goal of like being healthier or if we want to um, craft and build stronger minds if we want to grow deeper in faith if we want what um, I'm learning to to see as an overall happier life then we need discipline Joko Willink not sure if you heard of him but he's an insanely strong dude Um, He's very disciplined, he's an ex-Navy SEAL, and he has a book that's titled, very aptly, Discipline Equals Freedom. And in this book, that's the famous famous quote, that's the one-liner that everyone sticks with, it's discipline equals freedom. And sure, this book has a lot of great one-liners about motivation, and they are aimed at getting you pumped and absolutely ready to tackle the greatest challenges of life. But um, discipline and moreover, consistency and diligence, I believe, play a key role in maintaining a balanced and fruitful life. And I want to add an example, a personal example to this, without getting too too much into detail. But in 2021, in in early 2021, I decided to stop being a um, sedentary knowledge worker, aka a couch potato graduate student. However, I had uh, had some challenges to overcome, um, namely procrastination and a lack of motivation to to do things myself. So I decided to to change this um, sedentary aspect of my life, 
and I budgeted for it and I decided to hire a personal trainer. Well, that was easily, easily the best decision that I made that year. I don't have, you know, numbers for the amount of body fat of body fat that I that I lost, but I don't need those numbers to see the results and be convinced that this was the greatest decision I made last year. Um, clothes fit, my self esteem is way higher, and my energy level, um, my energy levels throughout the day are like they've never been before. But even though that in and of itself would be enough, I think there are. I see benefits that run much deeper and they derive from this change. They derive from this habit building exercise of doing physical exercise regularly, intensely and purposefully. As my coach would say, yes, I call him a coach. He likes to say whenever one of his students is about to miss a workout or when we try a lazy out on an exercise, he famously says, A child does what it wants, an adult does what it must. For us, it's simply a matter of deciding. For us adults, what do I want out of life? How do I want my years to go? What do I want to do when I'm older? How do I want my life to be like when I'm older? Because honestly, don't be fooled. This for me, and as I believe for many people who set out on this Um, goal this is a long-term game as much as it is a current moment game what i mean is um when i decided to become healthier when i decided to become physically active again instead of sedentary um what i was thinking about was not the immediate uh gains from from being fit it was about being able to run chasing run around the yard chasing kids in the backyard or carrying kids when they're asleep when they're tired it's about playing with my future grandkids it's about delaying the the physical effects of elderly age or not having back pain or joint pain it's having overall healthier golden years this is my long term game is to to avoid or diminish the negative effects or reduce or to reduce the health risks that are usually associated with the type of job that I have or a knowledge-based job. Um, because this type of job, as we know, involves a lot of sitting still and um, that's not really good for your body. We need to be physically active. And there are actual associations or correlations with being physically active and having healthier, stronger minds. And I found that to be true in my own personal life. So getting through that difficult exercise routine, getting through that last rep, um, doing that one last um pump or movement or repetition is incredibly rewarding because it builds willpower and that's you know a point that's been made in many personal development uh self-help whatever you want to title it books is that willpower can be built 
willpower is like a muscle and you can exercise that muscle. So when you decide to be like, oh, I just want to do what I want. I just want to lazy out and Netflix and chill and I don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to do the hard task or I don't want to be resilient enough to do that next thing. You just got to remember that's what a child does. That's what a spoiled um, person does. That's not what an adult does. That's not what a disciplined person does. That's not what someone that's accomplishing hard things does. So what do you want to be? And in our culture, this this um, idolization of youth comes associated with this infantilizing nature of things. You know, so it's, it's very um, common to hear young adults or even senior adults hear things like, oh, I don't want to have children because they're a responsibility and I want to be able to do what I want. Or someone being like, oh, yeah, I just bought this piece of land and having a dog would be great to, to, to keep company or to take care of the land. But it's such, such a responsibility. I want to be able to, to do what I want. And they, they long for this freedom. And I put this freedom in quotations because it's a, it's a, child, um, it's a childish view of freedom. It's about, oh, yes, I just want to be able to do whatever I feel like doing in the moment. And that is not what an adult does. An adult does what it must Let me go back to the to the discipline equals freedom quote. What does that mean? Because I've mentioned childish, spoiled adults only wanting to do what they want whenever they want and calling it freedom. What exactly is freedom? How am I defining true freedom? It's obviously not the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. So what is it? Freedom in this context is freedom from mediocrity, is freedom from laziness, is freedom from the constraints and the excuses that we set out and speak over ourselves and lie to ourselves on a daily basis. So it's freedom from that, it's freedom from those things. It's not about just doing whatever you want, however, whenever you want. It's about crafting a diligent life that will actually be fruitful. It's about crafting a life that has value, that has meaning, that has purpose. And that's a deeper topic but being disciplined aids in that quest for a meaningful, purposeful life. Also, what happens when you're not disciplined? What happens when you 
um, go to the gym for a couple of weeks or eat healthy for a couple of weeks and then just have that chocolate, have that um, donut or, or whatever. Um, what happens is it becomes easier and easier to eat the next piece of candy, the next piece of chocolate, the next pizza. Uh, what happens when you don't go to the gym one day? It becomes easier to not go the next day and then the next day. So just as laziness begets laziness, discipline begets discipline. That's how the Bible phrases it as well on Psalms 41. It's abyss calls upon abyss. You know, so it's easier when you falter in one thing to falter in that thing again. Um, but the opposite is also true. When you start building that habit, when you start building or, or strengthening that willpower, it becomes easier and easier to keep doing it. Um, a life of diligence is worth pursuing. Yeah, so why why am I talking about this? Why why discipline? Well, apart from the apart from this story, this personal example, um what I started this episode with, you know, the voice in my mind um that I attribute to God speaking to me deeply about doing things that he's calling me to do, about just being courageous and disciplined enough to to show up consistently and just do it um is how how do i view this project how do i view origins of home and this is as much philosophical as it is practical because when when you when you look at the tagline contemplating home family and life what does that really mean like most of the episodes so far um, let's see the names. Why we need to talk about Encanto, where I talk about how a Disney animated movie teaches us about about Christendom, about Christianity, about faith. Second episode: Don't play the comparison game about not comparing yourself to someone else. Um, lessons on criticism from Einstein about making mistakes and owning up to it. Um, the future of education is here. Is kind of a, a manifesto for for the change in education that we're seeing. Do not be hasty. A case against the contemporary culture of speed. That name is self-explanatory. And contemplating excess culture, where I talk about um, being being sheep, how the church is not really doing its part, about contemplating nature. That was all over the place. But anyway, these these episodes, they don't all necessarily have a very explicit connection to the tagline, contemplating home, family, and life. So what, what do I... Let's let's dive into. Let's just do it. Let's just dive into what this project is about. Okay, so for context, I don't have a family of my own. I live with my parents. I've mentioned this before. Don't need to keep coming back to it. But there there might be people out there listen to this and say, well, that's not her place to speak about these things. And to those people, I say, I think you're wrong. 
Um, the same way that you don't prepare for college after you enter college, you need to prepare before you enter college. This is this is that. This is preparing for things that you want to achieve. Okay, so just because you don't have the thing yet, just because you don't experience it yet, doesn't mean you don't get to talk about it. So to those people, that's it. You should you should think about it. Why is a single young woman? talking about contemplating home, family and life. What do these three things have? Why am I called, why do I feel like I'm called to talk about these topics? That is a very deep question. But let me just preface this, let me just preface this by saying I don't claim to be an expert in any of the things that I talk about here. I don't claim to have all the answers. And even when I particularly endorse an idea, it doesn't mean it is the absolute best idea for every scenario. So with this caveat out of the way, why do I why why am I called to the, to talk about these things? Well, if you look at the Bible, I haven't scripted this part, but it'll make sense in the end, I believe it. If you look at the Bible, whenever God especially in the Old Testament, whenever God um, did something like a, a contract or a partnership or, or, or blessed someone, it would, it would often involve having that human, that person that was blessed or that had a, an agreement or a pact or an alliance made with God, it often involved that person building um, a monument or an altar or a construction and edifying something. And putting that up, <laughs> I forgot the word, but it often involved that person erecting an altar, erecting an edifice, constructing something, a monument, and saying, yeah, whenever I look back to this physical thing, I will remember the alliance or the blessing or the thing that God did to me or for me or for our family or for our nation or whatever the case may be. So that monument served a few purposes. It was to um, honor God. It was to, to point the vision of whoever was looking at that monument or that altar. It was to point the eyes of the beholder to God, saying, yes, God was the one that did that. This altar points to him. The other, the other thing that it did, that the altar or the monument did, was remind the person that was blessed or that was in alliance with God. It was to remind that person of that thing, either the blessing or the alliance. And the third purpose of the altar was to to be um, a monument to third parties. So someone that wasn't part of the of the agreement of the alliance of the blessing, would look to their monument and be like, oh, what is that? Why is that thing here? Why is that well here? And someone else would come and say, oh, this is to, to point to the, to, the, to the altar. This is an altar that so-and-so erected because God did this and that. So these three purposes, um, these three things are the purposes of, of the altars. And this episode can be seen as an altar and to a greater extent 
the whole project of Origins of Home is an altar. It's a monument that has to serve these three purposes. So, um, yeah, I do feel like in my um, in my core, <laughs> in, the, in the things that I'm called to do in life, talking about these three things, home, family, and life, and contemplating those things and working on those things is, is something I'm called to do. And this project is an altar to that precise thing. Also, this project, the idea of Origins of Home is to be a place where we learn together, where we grow together, where we erect altars in our homes, through our homes, that point to God. This project is to help you, to help us build our families, our homes, and our personal lives as altars because we've been blessed and we need to point to God. We need to, to be altars in the three senses that I mentioned that they serve that they serve those purposes, those three purposes. My English is terrible today, but those three purposes that I mentioned that the altar has. Yeah, origins of home is 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 that is an altar in and of itself and is a place and a means and a way that we can build our homes, our families, and our personal lives as altars to God. So, yeah, that's, that's deeply profound for me. So why did I title this Just Do It? And why did I start talking about discipline? It's because I was running away from it. I was letting my fear of not being perfect, I was letting my criticism of of not being technically good enough, having motorcycles go by or dogs barking and not being able to to keep them out of my out of my recording. I was keeping all of those all of those things um, as as distractions and I was letting that affect my building of this altar. I was letting those things keep me from continuing the building of this altar. But that's where discipline comes in because you know the goal, you know the purpose behind this methodical, sometimes tedious, sometimes difficult process. But you know the end goal. And sometimes you don't want to do it. You don't want to take that little step. You don't want to lose a Saturday evening um, while you could be out or you could be um, watching TV or reading a book. or But you choose to work on a project that you feel is important, such as this one, which is exactly what I'm doing today. We need to show up consistently, diligently, to the things that are truly important, to the things that we're called to do. Discipline can be found in the simplest in the simplest things. You know, that willpower, that discipline to to do that gargantuan task 
can be built day by day, step by step. So to any of you who are struggling with a myriad of, of projects, a myriad of, of important things, to any of us who feel um, discouraged or tired to, to take the next step in that purposeful goal, um, this is an encouragement to keep showing up, to keep doing the work. I think I think I've talked enough for this for this episode. Now I'm just going in circles. Um, but yeah, maintain discipline. Erect altars that point to God, that remind you of the promises or the alliances that He's made, and let those altars be also, you know, a symbol to other people pointing to God and to the alliance that he's made with you. It's a good thing. It's a good thing um, to have your life, to have our lives, to have our homes, to have our families be altars, pointing to God, reminding us and showcasing the covenant to others. That is a good, that is a good thing. It is a great thing. And uh, if this episode blessed you, please let me know. And I'll catch you in the next week. Bye. This was another episode of the Origins of Home podcast. If you'd like to leave comments or feedback, you can send us an email over at originsofhomepod at gmail.com. If you'd like to get the show in more people's ears, leaving a review would be lovely. I would also like to encourage you to send this episode to one friend you think will like to hear what we talked about today. You can see useful links for today's episode in the show notes. And that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.